Chapter 9 Year 858 PXF Winter Talon was surprised that the first rays of dawn now peeked through his window as he placed the branded vermilion blade into its sheath on his back. Ravenously hungry from having missed two of the previous day's meals, Talon dismissed any idea of immediately confronting his father and headed to the kitchens. When he arrived, Miss Haddington and the cooks were already preparing the day's meals. They greeted Talon with rashers of ham, bowls of hearty porridge, and a full skillet's worth of fried eggs. While there were still many questions for him to answer, there was a clarity to the world that Talon had not felt for many years, and his whole demeanor reflected it as he stepped out into the courtyard. The commander waited there, blocking Talon's path to the training yard. Dressed in his full combat armor, glaive still undrawn but stance prepared for immediate action, the commander spoke. Talon, hold there. It was not a request. Instead, his chiseled expression was deadly serious. Confused, Talon stopped, then cautiously took a step forward. Commander, what is this about? Now all but reflexively drawing the vermilion blade. Hold, Talon. I do not wish to kill you this day. The commander issued the order as a restrained bark through clenched teeth. Talon now questioned the clarity he had felt just moments prior. He had easily divided his world into friend and foe, but now the commander acted as an adversary, not an ally. Seeing the same concern in the commander's gaze that had afflicted it earlier in their training when Talon was relying so heavily on the chains, he realized the commander was reacting to what had transpired between Talon and the Vermilion Blade. The question was if his aggressive stance was due to him thinking Talon had succumbed to the glaive, or if he had subdued it. Talon proceeded with caution. He took a deep breath, and as the commander had always advised, he trusted his instincts. Talon refused to believe that a man like the commander could ever be under his father's thrall. Commander, it is still me. I defeated the blade. Talon took another step forward. Before he could even complete his motion, the commander's onslaught began. The commander lunged, holding nothing back from his attack. Talon countered, but, having been caught mid-step, had very few options that did not give the commander the upper hand, which he immediately exploited. Spinning off Talon's blade and around his back, the commander swung with a lethal attack towards Talon's neck, taking advantage of his blind spot. The only thing that saved Talon's life at that moment was the scale of the vermilion blade. Had he been using the glaive that he and the commander had trained with, Talon would be dead, head severed from his neck. This was not the measured cadence of their training, or even the duel with Rabian. The commander was using a strategy designed to kill or maim his opponent, if not blocked immediately and definitively. Their battle proceeded at a lightning-quick pace, and neither had time to do much more than react to the other. The commander, having not landed a coup de grace with his first string of attacks, changed tactics in an attempt to disable Talon. Glaive spinning overhead, he feigned another lethal strike aimed to disembowel its target, and Talon, fearing for his life, fell into the trap with a two-hand, chest-level block that fully exposed the back of his right knee. The commander's mid-swing reversal was perfectly executed, like all he did, and his blade sliced deep into the tendons at the back of Talon's knee. Had Talon not buckled his knee when he did, 
it would have completely hamstrung him, making his leg useless. There was no time to speak or explain. Talon knew he must defeat the commander or die. Of that he was sure. In desperation, he summoned the Vermilion Blade's chains. From down on one knee, Talon looked over his shoulder and up at the commander, his sight now split between reality and the plateau of chains. Talon could see that the commander recognized what he had done, and he watched any doubt or mercy that the commander might have for him drain away. A fury ignited in the commander as he executed his next string of attacks, a spinning flurry of blade and body that seemed to come from all sides simultaneously. The commander would have slain Talon three times over if it had not been for the chains augmenting his own skills and instincts to block and counter the commander's assault. Talon knew he could not win this fight, and the pressure from the Vermilion Blade to be allowed to do more felt like it would split his skull. It promised him all the glory and victories from the vision of the night before. It could destroy the commander for him, if Talon would just let it loose. In the part of his mind that battled upon the plateau among the web of chains, Talon lifted the vermilion blade above his head, and, with a silent scream, slammed an enormous image of his branded curved V down through the chains, shattering and dispelling them all in a definitive denial of the weapon's corrupted promises. In the real world, with his own eyes and instincts clear of the Vermilion Blade's influence, Talon saw his opening and took it. As he and the commander spun in opposite directions, both utilizing one of the first combinations that Talon had ever mastered, instead of using the block he had executed hundreds of times before, Talon lifted the Vermilion Blade out of position, exposing his forearms. Lining his arms up with the surgical precision taught to him by Balanon and placing them directly in the path of the commander's glaive, Talon let the blade pierce first one forearm and then the other, passing through the flesh and cleanly between the bones. Then, with a twist of his wrists and a grunt from the pain of steel-scraping bone, he trapped the blade of the commander's glaive within his own forearms. Talon yanked his arms in close, pulling him and the commander shoulder to shoulder and face to face, with the vermilion blade held horizontally between them at eye level. Look! Talon exclaimed through clenched teeth, nearly shouting but keeping his voice from carrying to the estate's walls. The weapon bears my mark, my scar. Just as you taught me, it did not take my mind or my will. The tension in the commander's muscles and jaw relaxed slightly, but the fury and concern remained only temporarily calmed, not fully extinguished. His glaive still trapped between the bones of Talon's forearms and forced to remain face to face, blood flowing freely down Talon's arms between them, the commander growled. Tell me, all of it. Talon spat out everything he knew, the chains, the visions, his battle with the Vermilion Blade's will, and how his memory of the forge saved him. Throughout the story, they remained locked together by blood, bone, and blade. And in the telling of it here in the courtyard, looking into the commander's face and recounting the details of all he had been through, Talon realized everything around him was part of what saved him. The discipline, the integrity, the unending hours and days spent learning and growing, not just as a warrior, but as a man. The commander was not just his trainer, but a father that had been absent in his life. As the realization hit Talon, the curved V-brand on the vermilion blade between them glowed red-hot and etched itself deeper into the weapon. He and the commander could feel the change that came with it as the last bit of will within the weapon became fully bound to Talon and by default, his true family.
The commander stepped back, withdrawing his blade quickly and smoothly from Talon's arms. He removed a small vial from his belt and offered it to Talon, who recognized the healing potion immediately and drank it. My order sent me to train you to be able to defeat any challenger, and then kill you if you ever claimed the Vermilion Blade. Talon recoiled as though he had been struck. The commander continued. I can see the mark of both gods and demons upon you, Talon. The same as the ones upon dozens of my brothers and many I have slain. Through a deity's grace and the light within you, the Vermilion Blade has not taken you into darkness this day. But have no doubt, its evil has not been broken, only bound. Even though you still live while wielding that thing, nodding to the Vermilion Blade, I consider my oath fulfilled. The blade is defeated for now. I shall be gone by midday. Talon was reeling from the commander's words, that he had been sent to kill him, and then the shock that he would soon depart. What am I supposed to do next? Am I ready to go search for Riken? What about the darkness to which I am still bound? And the... Talon tested the word. Demons mark on my bloodline. You are bound to a god as their chosen, or perhaps even their champion, so what your future holds is not for me to say. The commander turned on his heel and headed to his quarters to prepare for his departure. True to his word, the commander rode out the gates of the Corvermain courtyard before the midday meal was served. Talon had so much to say, so much to ask, so much more he needed and wanted from the commander. But words failed him as he accompanied him along the road, and soon they came to where their paths would part. They paused side by side at the fork in the trail. My path is unclear, but what of you? Talon asked, needing to have some glimpse of what the future may hold for this man who had shaped his life over the last two and a half years. I'll return home to my wife, who undoubtedly has missed my sparkling personality. The commander stated flatly, so devoid of emotion that Talon almost missed the joke. But before he could comment, the commander continued, his voice becoming earnest and forthright. I will also have to let her know that while she bore only two sons, she now has three. Talon, words bound by more emotion than he could overcome and unable to say all he felt, was finally, with humble gratitude, able to choke out. Commander, thank you. The commander nodded with a grunt of acknowledgement, emotion seeming to catch his words as well. Then, after a pause, held out his hand. Call me Lachlan. Talon took Lachlan's hand with a smile, and for the first time he could recall, the commander smiled in return. They then parted ways as each continued on their separate paths, Lachlan to his home and Talon to the spring. Talon could not help but pull up his horse and call out, Will we meet again, Lachlan? In reply, If destiny sees fit, we shall. But if you have need before then, send word with your mark to the Lord Protector of Falconspire, asking for Commander Lachlan Sanbarthony Greymont. That was the last Talon would see of Lachlan. The world is a vast and unpredictable place. Often, the important people in one's life do not always pass your way a second time.